0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you back. Welcome back to Reddit Readings. If you're new here, then just welcome. This is the best show on the internet, at least according to my mum. And she's not biased at all. If you like what we do and want to support us, check out our Patreon. There's also bonus episodes over there for just four bucks a month. If you have a second, I'd love it if you could leave a review on this episode. But without further ado, this is episode 117, r slash choosing beggars. Grab your tea and your popcorn and let's get jiggy with it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com/tech. Now streaming, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, baby, baby. Does anyone here know the lyrics? It's Ruben. It's Ruben. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Good morning, folks, and welcome back. So our first story is one of those from a deleted user. It's titled two coupons a former neighbor recently reconnected with my parents they had not seen each other for about 20 years she found my mum on facebook she asked if my parents would like to go for dinner with her and her new husband she explained that she had two buy one meal get one meal free coupons for a local restaurant The restaurant was known for being a little pricey, but knowing one of my parents' meals would be free made it seem okay. When it came time for the check, the waitress asked how they'd like the bill to be split. The former neighbor presented the two coupons and proudly stated that her and her husband were both eating free. The waitress then pointed out the free meal had to be of equal or lesser value. Both my parents' meals were around $30 each, while the other two meals were over $40 each. To this, the former neighbor just said, oh, that's fine, and handed her the coupons. The waitress returned with the bill for the two higher-priced meals with my parents' meals removed by the coupons. My dad then asks, shall we split this in half? The neighbor replied, no, our meals were covered by the coupons. My parents attempted to politely explain that they were now having to pay over $26 more than if my parents came on their own and ordered the same thing. The neighbor didn't follow that logic, but then the neighbor's new husband added that neither of them brought any money. My dad reluctantly paid the bill. The neighbor said as they were leaving, this was fun, we should do it again. My dad just said, no. And then both my parents just walked away. You know, that's fairly simple logic, really. I'm, I'm struggling to figure out how two people that are that stupid figured out how coupons worked in the first place. Our next one is from my 3 Net Client gets a full refund, still insists to use my work, and threatens with a lawsuit if I take it down. This is going to be a very wild ride. In my five years as a freelancer, I have never experienced such a level of audacity. I initially considered posting the chat history, but I think it's easier to follow as a text version. So here's what happened. A few weeks ago, I had a client on one of the biggest freelancer platforms. Instead of contacting me in advance for a briefing, he ordered directly. His order description already raised some red flags because he sent along videos of his competitors and titled them shitty. That's not normally how a serious businessman works. This was, I mean how could it be otherwise, an entrepreneur who wants to conquer the world of metaverse with his innovative idea. His company works with credit cards and payment transactions. Read on to find out what this guy is all about and then imagine that he takes care of your credit card and customer support. I have many gigs that are already going well and are super rated. However, this was my first customer of a new gig that I put a lot of effort into. And he also got some good reviews as a client, which is not super meaningful to be honest. Sellers rate clients with five stars most of the time, even if they've had a bad experience. But despite the red flags, I wanted to do my best and get a good review in to get my gig rolling. I sent him a script with all the details as well as the voiceover, and he confirmed everything. So I spent about half a week working on an animated explainer video for his business. I delivered a piece of work that I was proud of, and what was also later described by the freelancer platform's customer support of very high quality after they looked at the case. The client, however, contacted me the very next day and was not very pleased. He insulted the work, not maliciously but very unprofessionally, and didn't seem satisfied at all. At the same time, he managed not even to define what exactly was the problem. He didn't say, I want to change something at second 038, but the graphic looks too old. Watch the video and you'll see what doesn't fit. He was apparently looking for a completely different animation style which I don't offer. He also claimed that my portfolio was looking much more professional than what he got, which is simply a lie. The red flags were now raised to the horizon. Normally, I never, never, never offer refunds. I get paid for my work when I have delivered what was agreed upon. But I'd rather cancel the order now instead of having to deal with two weeks of nonsense revisions and an unfriendly client who can't even say what exactly it is he doesn't like, only to still end up with a bad review at the end of it. So I offered him a refund and pointed out that after a cancellation he, of course, has no rights to the script, the visuals, the sound, or the music. This was all customized content and licensed content whose license is only valid after successful project completion and payment, as stated on my page. Wordlessly he accepted it and got his money back. Fast forward a week, I frequently check the websites and channels of cancelled projects to make sure they don't use my work after all, and it came as it had come, of course. He uploaded the video and now used it commercially to promote his company. Was I being unclear? I immediately wrote him and explained that he was using the video illegally. What were his thoughts? Get the money back and still get to keep and use the work? That is when he completely lost his mind. He started spamming me that he will not accept such false accusations. After all, he had paid for the first version of the video but since I was so lazy and decided to give him the money back, that was not his problem. He still has the rights to use it. I explained to him even with screenshots of the terms of service, our chat history and logical arguments, that this makes absolutely no sense and that he is violating the terms of use of multiple platforms. At this point, I have already reported this to customer support, as well as the license holders and filed a DMCA strike against the YouTube video he uploaded. He went totally mental and said he would sue me for any loss of his business because of it and he'll let anybody on the internet know how bad my customer service is. Sue for the unlawful use of a video you do not own by right? I told him I was looking forward to it and would like to see the lawyer that takes this case. I told him I was ending the conversation and taking further action from here. After that, I blocked him. YouTube actually responded. Very quickly, within two hours, the video was deleted. Suddenly I received a new order. It was him, of course, who now tried it a bit friendlier via a forbidden second account. As a sign of goodwill, he now wants to buy the license. Let's act professional. I don't know if he actually knows that he's in the wrong, but my guess is he was only willing to pay me because he probably realized I can take down his video. The dude had the audacity and ordered a gig that wasn't even worth half as much as the original order while making it look like he does me a favor. So now, he demanded the license rights for less than half, and in addition, he wants to leave me a super nice and sincere review afterwards, of course. Oh wow, how could I refuse such a generous offer? I told him I don't want to work with him now or in the future and contacted customer support again to cancel the order. He then stated, Good, so for the legal case, here's the proof. You don't want to solve the problem at all. There is no problem. You got a refund. You don't own the video. I do. And I cannot be forced to work with you or accept your money. Goodbye. He went on and contacted the customer support to tell his side of the story. He lied about pretty much everything. Told them I cancelled the order without his permission, which is technically impossible. Clients do have to manually accept a cancellation. They can even decline it. It's literally visible to anybody in the order. Support contacted me and asked me what happened with this guy who seems to have a breakdown. I explained them everything with proof of the conversation. The customer support then canceled this order as well. They were very helpful. However, to this day, this man is free to do business on the platform. I looked at his profile again and saw that he leaves very bad reviews to other sellers and accuses them of something similar to what he did to me. An absolute psychopath and narcissist. Yesterday I had to strike the video AGAIN. This time he uploaded it to Vimeo thinking he can get around the YouTube strike. If he keeps trying, I'll take his entire company page offline via DMCA request. Maybe a bit childish, but I have now made it my life's work. This dude usually seems to get away with it. This time, he got the wrong guy. I have a feeling that this isn't the end of the story. Alright, Reddit reading story time. I got a similar story for you. I also work as a freelancer, probably on the same site that this guy's referencing and had a similar experience. I had a guy that hired me over a six month period to, to produce like say six videos for his business slash channel. These were all billed and completed individually, and after each one he said he was very happy with them. But very shortly after I delivered the last one to him, he falsely claimed fraud and charged back the payment for every one of them. Now because the terms of our agreement was this is commissioned work, the license for it and the copyright for it transfers with the payment. Therefore meaning if he hasn't paid me, I own the copyright still. So I did exactly the same thing. I DMCA striked all of the videos. Now, if you have a monetized YouTube channel and you get more than free copyright claims, your whole channel gets struck. You would not believe the bullshit that this guy spun to try and get out of this situation. There is some absolute lunatics in the world. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So. I, 29 female, hesitate to call this girl, also 29 female, a friend because I really don't know her that well. We met through a local group for a hobby we both had. We hung out a couple of times, texted a bit, but we weren't close friends. During one of the times we were hanging out to work on our hobby, she complained that all of her friends were busy on the day of her actual birthday, but she really wanted to celebrate that day instead of waiting for the weekend or whatever. She sounded so down about it and I felt bad, so I told her I'd take her out. It was only a couple of days away and I was on a super tight budget, but another one of our friends from the hobby group and I took her out to lunch to a cute cafe. We paid for her meal. She griped about the food the entire time, but I shrugged it off. And afterwards, the three of us went back to my place for some ice cream that I made sure fit all of her dietary restrictions. While I was dishing up the ice cream, she disappeared into my bedroom and shut the door. Our other friend and I were confused but thought maybe she was having a wardrobe malfunction or taking a phone call, so we let her be for about 10 minutes before going to check on her. She didn't respond when we knocked on the door, so we let ourselves in and found her sitting on my bed with her arms crossed, tears streaming down her face. We asked her what was wrong and she said she was upset that it took us so long to check on her. I was getting pissed at this point, but wanted to keep the peace so simply explained why we didn't immediately run in after her. After some groveling, we got her to come down for ice cream. Before she left, I gave her a small gift that I'd sewn by hand, tight budget, remember? She didn't say thank you. She looked over and said, eh, I don't like the color, maybe I can dye it. Needless to say, we didn't speak much after that. It's almost 3am, and instead of letting me sleep, my brain is now reminding me of what an awful day it was. So I thought I might as well share. Here is my expert word of advice on this situation. Fucking run. Run for the hills, preferably screaming. That girl is hogging all of the crazy. This next one is from Red NRYT. Red Nurt. 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 If you can pronounce that, get on my Discord. Teach me web development in exchange for coffee. This happened around two years ago. I had some free time and decided to build an e commerce site. I work as a full stack developer for a gaming company, but I also try to learn other things outside my current work projects on the side as a hobby to broaden my scope. Anyway, I paid hosting, domain parking, etc. with my own money just to play with and make a small project. When I managed to get one running, I set it up for my aunt's cupcake shop. I gave it to her as a kind of thank you gift for always giving me free cupcakes on special occasions. She was delighted. My aunt started bragging about it to all her friends. They didn't pay much attention about it until it started to pick up during pandemic and lockdown. Having an online shop helped her business tremendously. Then one of her friends got so interested and asked my aunt to ask me to make one for her too. For free. What the hell? It's not free to host a website. Not to mention the effort I'd have to spend in working on it, but I don't want to make it sound like I made a big deal for my aunt. It was just a hobby project. So I just told my aunt I can't because I'm busy at the moment. This did not stop her though. She kept pestering my aunt to ask me stuff about my project. More of the hows now. She said she's gonna make one herself. She just needed some guide where to start. Okay, so I started sending her stuffs, YouTube tutorials, blogs, articles, books, etc. But it did not stop there. My aunt can't handle her anymore. She gave her my details. So now she communicates to me directly. She says she's having a hard time understanding anything I sent her. Then she messaged me something like this. I'm paraphrasing. We don't talk in English. Could you be a dear and help an old lady out? Why don't we meet during your break time and you could teach me how to do this stuff? Once or twice a week? I tried to politely explain to her that there are classes she could take if she's really into this stuff. But can't you do it? I feel like I'll be more comfortable learning from you. Let's just meet and discuss this further in person, shall we? Hmm, I tried to dissuade her by joking that my rates are more than double than those online courses I sent, and I'm fully booked. She must pay the reservation fee if she wants a slot. But I'll only take up a fraction of your time. How about if coffee's on me instead? Come on, let's meet up. Sorry, but no thanks, I said. She made some more attempts to convince me to meet with her. One time, she even said just to talk. I never replied to any of them. I think she may just be a lonely old lady, and just using this as an excuse to hang out with people. So, I don't know if this story qualifies here. Hello there, listeners. Why don't you come and hang out in the basement with me? I'll bring coffee. This one is from Superfly666. Sold a PC capable of running Fortnite two years after, buyer wants a refund. Keep the PC and also a free upgrade because his son couldn't play ARK on Mac settings. A good few years ago, I was selling my wife's old gaming setup, PC, keyboard, mouse, and monitor, as she wanted a laptop. I got an advert on Facebook Marketplace for a second-hand gaming PC for about £150. Not brilliant, but would play low to medium games with little issue. I get a message from Future Choosing Beggar saying he wants to buy this PC for his son, but it must be able to run Fortnite, be fast, have RGB, must be able to visit and test in person. So I explained to Choosing Beggar that this PC is second hand and has some used parts, but it did have a brand new case with RGB lights in it and a brand new graphics card. CB was happy with all of this, came to my house with the rest of his family and tests this PC playing Fortnite. Choosing Beggar was happy with the PC and bought it. Fast forward two years, CB messages me out of the blue to say PC is broke and he wants to bring it to me so I can fix it. I asked what the issue is with the PC and asked him to explain how it's broke, also mentioning that two years has passed so I'm not really obligated to do anything but don't mind trying to troubleshoot what the issue is. A few hours of messages back and forth and he doesn't really clarify what is broke with the PC other than it isn't playing what his son is wanting to play. Choosy Beggar says Fortnite still works, fine, but his son isn't into it anymore and all his friends are playing Rust and Ark Survival Evolved. He goes on to further mention that both of these games work, but he isn't able to play them on max graphical settings, which he is very unhappy about, as he purchased a gaming PC and expects it to play any game. He mentioned the graphics card or the monitor is defective because sometimes when he's playing first-person games, the background becomes out of focus or fuzzy when he's looking at something close to him, hashtag depth also, CB mentioned he switched ISP because ARC took so long to download, and for some reason this was my fault. CB then goes on to demand that he wants a full refund but wanted to keep the PC for all the hassle, but also he wanted me to fix the PC and put in parts which would allow his son to play Rust and ARC on the Mac settings. After declining CB's most generous offer... He ramps up the stupid and says this PC was a Christmas present for his son and hopes I'm happy that his son is crying. He's also taken this PC to various PC shops across the UK and each had said the PC is a fake or isn't worth £10, didn't even have a power supply, didn't even have a graphics card. Seeing as CB had sent me a small video of the PC prior, And not only could you quite clearly see the PC working, you could also see the graphics card through the case window, and I also explained that if the PC didn't have a power supply, the PC would not turn on. After a week of messages, I just told him to email me his full complaint, explaining exactly what and what is not working in the PC, and to also explain how the PC is now different to what he tested before he bought it. I didn't get an email from Judy Beggar, but after a few days he messaged me to say if I don't want to do this for him, he will be setting the PC on fire and throwing it through my window. Ah, yes, the joys of Facebook Marketplace, where only top-quality individuals go to trade goods. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with 0-60 to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This one is in from Programmer Silence. Moving boxes, choosy beggar. I ended up with about 75 assorted moving boxes in good enough condition to resell. I assigned them a price range with wardrobe boxes being highest at 8 bucks and the medium boxes being the lowest at 150 each. Free small boxes and free used wrapping paper. These were super good prices in the area, I was hoping to make around 150 bucks back after the move. I put my neighborhood and prices in the post and added this was for people looking to buy 10 or more boxes, pick up only. I had a lot of interest and sold them all to four different people, two of whom came back a second time. One woman asked where I was located, in city one hour away. I said, no, I'm in my neighborhood in my city. She asked if I could deliver to her home an hour away and I said no. She said, okay, well, I'm leaving for work now. Can we meet at my job in a town 45 minutes away tonight? I said, no, I don't think so. And I wished her well. Then she sweetened the deal. She said she'd pay more than $1.50. She'd pay me $3 if I'd get the boxes to her tonight. I was kind of pressed by her negotiation and asked if she was going to use cash or Venmo. She said she'd cash at me. Uh, I don't have that one, I'm afraid. Good luck. She tells me just to download it, load up my vehicle, drive 45 minutes away, let her take the one she wants, and I'll make double the money for my trouble. I said, okay, so you want 10 medium boxes for $3 each. I'm sitting here, like, trying to figure out if this is remotely worth it. She's desperate. Would this be a good deed, or... Excuse me, no, that's $3 total for as many boxes as you can bring me. We're moving in a hurry, please. I told her someone else was already coming for them and stops responding. This one is from Amy Coulette, 111. If you're willing to give me that for free, why not give me double? So I just had a choosing beggar encounter. This guy messaged me about plants I'm selling. He comes by my house and said he had a big pond he's trying to fill with plants. So I was like, yeah, man, no worries. I'll give you more than I normally would to help out. So I gave him what I would normally sell for about $40 for 5 bucks. It's frogbit and floating plant. I have a lot of them, so it wasn't a huge loss. I typically sell a handful for $5, but I gave him half a gallon size Ziploc worth. Then he says, oh, okay. How about I give you $10 for double that? I was like... I gave you substantially more than I normally would. I'm okay with giving you this for $5, but I can't give you double for $10. Uh, but you said that's $5 worth, so double is $10? No, I said this is like $40 or $50 worth, but I'm doing you a favor. Just put more for $10. So I put in what I would normally be $5 worth. Him. Well, that's not nearly enough. I'm trying to fill a pond. Me? Yeah. I know. That's why I'm giving you so much for a favor. He was obviously disgruntled, then asked me about the largest plant I have in my aquarium, my Amazon sword. This thing is about, if not over two feet tall and about one and a half foot wide, full of leaves and took me a year to grow from propagation. How much for that one? Uh, I couldn't sell that for less than $60. $60? No way. Would you take five? Yeah, man, I'm not feeling that generous today, but I've got a much smaller one I could give you for $5. Didn't you hear? I'm trying to fill a pond I need big plants. These will grow into big plants. That's how they work. My local pet store sells these for $3. Buy them there, then. No, I want a big one, you know? I drove a long way to get here. Yeah, man, not my problem. At this point, I was just... Done. And I said, Well, you got your plants, $10, please. Then he hands me a 20, and I'm like, Oh, thanks. And he's like, My change? I'm like, Uh, I don't have change for a 20. This motherfucker looked at me sideways like I fucked his sister or something, then scoffed and asked if I had Zell. He sent it to me, I let him out the door. Dude was genuinely thinking that I was trying to pull one over on him. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If we've left you itching for more, don't forget there's four bonus episodes on our Patreon every month. There's already 11 on there right now, just waiting for you, plus ad-free. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Peace out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't, but that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.